Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of Acts. Welcome to the Bible Explained podcast, friends and faithful listeners. I'm so excited that you're here to share a cup of coffee on this cold morning. It snowed all of yesterday where I'm at, but it was very beautiful. It was very pretty. The snow was very white and it covered all the trees. It just looked very Christmassy and very nice. And today I actually made coffee the old fashioned way. I didn't use a coffee maker. So my husband and I recently got this wood fire heater in our house and you can cook on top of it. So I've been making a lot of hot water and I was making a lot of tea in it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want tea. I don't want tea. So I decided to try putting coffee grounds in it instead. And the the little tea kettle that I bought is like cast iron and it has like a little mesh thing where you can put the tea leaves or whatever. So instead of putting tea leaves in there, I put coffee grounds in there. And man, this is a good cup of coffee. I'm really impressed with it. I'm impressed with myself. for making such a delicious cup of coffee. Now, granted, the grounds are still kind of in it, which is a little strange, but it has a good flavor, at least. So I just have to get used to drinking a few grounds in my coffee every once in a while. But anyway, grab your cup of coffee this morning. Let's go ahead and read Acts chapter 16. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. as usual. But as always, feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer to read out of. And we'll be reading Acts 16, 1 through 15 today. He, or Paul, came to Derbe and to Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there, named Timothy, the son of a Jewess, who believed, but his father was a Greek. The brothers who were at Lystra and Iconium gave a good testimony about him. Paul wanted to have him go out with him, and he took and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered the decrees to them, to keep which had been ordained by the apostles and the elders who were at Jerusalem. So the assemblies were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in number daily. When they had gone through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit didn't allow them. Passing by Mysia, they came down to Trous. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. There was a man of Macedonia standing and begging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go out to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the good news to them. Setting sail therefore from Trous, we made a straight course to Samothrace, and the following day to Napolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a city of Macedonia, the foremost of the district, a Roman colony. We were staying some days in this city. On the Sabbath day, we went outside of the city by the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. A certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, one who worshipped God, heard us. The Lord opened her heart to listen to the things which were spoken by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, Come into my house and stay. So she persuaded us. In Acts chapter 15, you'll remember that Paul and Barnabas had a pretty decent fight. Like it was a, 
actually a pretty big fight because Paul and Barnabas ended up splitting and no longer being partners for any of the missionary journeys. So Paul took Silas and went on his way and Barnabas took John Mark and went on his way. And so they were split. So now we get to Acts chapter 16 and Paul is beginning his second missionary journey, but this time without Barnabas. So it says that he came to Derby and Lystra, and these were all the same cities that Paul had gone to on his first missionary journey, probably close to five years prior to this. And these were all the same cities. And since Paul had, you know, planted churches there and preached the gospel there, he wanted to go back to the cities and see how everything was progressing. So he gets to Derby and Lystra. And while he was there, he met this man, this very young man named Timothy. And he was the son of a Jewess who believed, but his father was a Greek. So this means that Timothy, even though he had a Jewish mother, would have been considered a Gentile because he had a Gentile father. Even though that's not exactly how it works nowadays. Back in these days, that was how it worked. Because if you weren't a full Jew, other Jewish people would consider you to be a Gentile. So Timothy would have been considered to be a Gentile because he had a Greek most likely unbelieving father. However, his mother was a believer. In other words, she was a Jew who became a Christian. And so Timothy also was a Christian. He believed in the words of God and he was a very impressive young man. So impressive that everybody spoke super well about Timothy. They were all like, he is a great kid. You know, he does a lot of good work for God. And Paul was actually very impressed by Timothy. So Paul actually wanted to take Timothy along with him to all the other cities that Paul is about to travel to. And it seems like Timothy wanted to go because Timothy ends up going with him. But it says here that Paul took Timothy and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So there you go. The Jews would not consider Timothy to be one of them, not at this time period. So Paul ends up having Timothy get circumcised. And you might be like, well, isn't this a contradiction from the last chapter that we just talked about? And I would say, no, it's it's actually not a contradiction at all. Because in the last chapter, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I talked about how even though the Gentiles did not need to get circumcised in order to be saved, Paul and Peter and some of the other disciples ended up sending a letter to the Gentiles saying, no, you don't have to be circumcised in order to be saved. You don't have to follow the Old Testament law in order to be saved. However, if you want to get along well with the Jews of the region, do these things. And so they they gave a list of a, a handful of things that the Gentiles could do, not only to have healthier, better lives themselves, but to also... Uh, get along better with the Jews of the region. And so when Paul takes Timothy to get him circumcised, it's in the same realm as that. Paul fully believes that circumcision is not required for salvation. And he restates that multiple times throughout the scriptures. We're going to see it mentioned in Romans. We're going to see it mentioned in Galatians. And yet Paul wanted to circumcise Timothy. And that is because it says it right here because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So in order to better serve the Jews of the region who were very, very strict about circumcision, Paul asked of Timothy 
to get circumcised so that Timothy could better serve the Jews of that region. So it all came back to loving one another. And the fact that Timothy went along with this as a young man, you know, it's it suspected that he was a teenager, if not slightly younger, when all of this was taking place. The, the fact that Timothy was willing to get circumcised for the Jews of the region kind of shows something about Timothy's personality. You know, he was willing to do something extremely uncomfortable out of love for other people so that the message of the gospel could better be spread to other people. In our own lives, like you and I, even if we believe that something we are doing is fine, like for example, drinking, say you are okay with having a drink, but you know somebody else is not okay with having a drink. Out of love for that person, you might abstain from having alcohol when you hang out with them because you know they are uncomfortable with it. And so it's kind of in the same realm as, as this. Timothy was willing to make himself uncomfortable so that other people would feel more comfortable around him and be more willing to listen to the words of the gospel. So Timothy, he gets circumcised. And I do not believe in any way that Paul forced Timothy to be circumcised, but rather asked him. And Timothy was okay with it. He agreed with it. So it says that he circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those parts, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So as they went on their way through the cities, presumably Timothy was with them, they strengthened all the churches during this missionary journey. It says the assemblies were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. So because of Paul and Silas and now Timothy, you know, spreading the gospel even more to these cities and strengthening them and coming back. And I'm sure these cities were so excited to have Paul back with them. You know, I'm sure they were extremely excited. You can see that they are becoming more strengthened, but not only that, they are growing in numbers daily. So now it looks like Paul, Silas, and Timothy are finished visiting all of the cities that they had previously gone to. And so now Paul is wondering what to do next. So the team decides that it will be a good idea to go into Turkey, in other words, into Ephesus. However, it says the Holy Spirit forbade them from speaking the word in Asia. But Paul did not give up, okay? He, he was very dead set, it sounds like, to go to Turkey. Like he wanted to go to Asia to spread the gospel. So instead of going to Phrygia and Galatia, instead he tries to go to this area called Bithynia, which is once again modern day Turkey, but a different city. And the spirit didn't allow them. So the spirit in some way was blocking Paul's team from going into Turkey and going into Asia. And you might be like, well, why? Well, because... The Spirit wanted Paul to go to Europe, <laughs> which I find absolutely amazing because you guys know that Christianity spread through Europe like wildfire, like Europe was ready for the gospel. And even though it wasn't Paul's initial choice to go to Europe and to spread the gospel in Europe, that was where the Spirit was leading him. And Paul might have been like, well, why? Why am I not going to Turkey? Why can't I go to Asia to spread the word there? 
And it could just be that it wasn't the correct time yet, because we do know that eventually Paul made his way over to Ephesus. But for some reason, the Holy Spirit wanted Paul and Silas and Timothy to go to Europe first. And the fact that Timothy, by the way, is going up to Europe with Paul is also very interesting because don't forget, Timothy's dad was a Greek. And so now Timothy is actually traveling up to Greece with Paul and Silas and actually Luke. Now, Luke includes himself into all of this. So that just shows God's provision because Paul meets Timothy, a young man who had a Jewish mother and a Greek father who understood the languages, who understood about Judaism, who understood about uh, the, the culture of Gentile life. And now Timothy is joining Paul's team. And very soon after, they are basically told to go up to Greece. And so that just shows how many doors God was opening with this. So it says that the way that Paul knew that he had to go into Macedonia or to Greece was because of this vision that he had in the middle of the night. It says a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There was a man of Macedonia standing and begging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. So when he saw the vision, we sought to go to Macedonia. Luke's including himself in here now because Luke is the author of Acts. And so he says, we sought. So he joined the party. So we sought to go out to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the good news to them. So Paul sees this vision and sees a man of Greece begging Paul to come and help in Greece. Paul concludes that this was a vision from God. And of course, his team as well concludes that this is a vision from God. And so God is opening all of these doors. God is shutting the doors of where he doesn't want Paul to go at this point in time, but he's opening these other doors. He's opening the door because Timothy is now joined the team. And now he's seeing a vision of a Macedonian man. Clearly, the Holy Spirit is guiding Paul to go to Europe. Now, I do think that we have to be very careful with visions because sometimes it can be our own minds, you know, like doing gobbledygook and we can think that it's God speaking to us or something. And that does get some people into a lot of trouble, right? Because if you say God is speaking to you and he's really not speaking to you, then that can make you look bad. It can make Christianity look bad. And uh, it's just not a good thing. So whenever you think you have a vision from God, it has to check two boxes. The first box is that it cannot contradict scripture at all. It has to be in line with everything you see in scripture because God is not the author of confusion. He gave us the entire Bible for us to understand and to read, and it is his words to us. So he's not going to go against his own words and tell you something else that is not in his nature. So any vision or word from God or prophecy or something that you think you receive from God, first and foremost, it has to go completely in line with what the scriptures already say. It cannot contradict scripture at all. Okay. And then secondly, it has to be within God's will. So if you think you receive a vision from God or something like that, it has to check those two boxes in order for it to be true. Okay. And both of those boxes were checked for this vision that Paul had. It was in line with scripture, right? Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And secondly, God was, it was in God's will. He was opening doors for Paul to go and do this thing. He was blocking Paul in some way from going to Turkey, but he was opening doors for Paul to go to Greece. 
So Paul and the team go to Greece. They conclude that the vision is true. And so they set sail from Trous, making a straight course through all these cities that I can't pronounce the name of. And then they get to Philippi, which is a city of Macedonia, the foremost of the district, a Roman colony. So we are staying in that city for some days. So Paul and Silas, Luke and Timothy all arrive in Philippi, which is a big city in Greece. And, you know, they were probably wondering what to do next, probably waiting for some confirmation. But of course, since they were in the city, they were going to spread God's word to everybody. It was Sabbath day. And so they're looking for some place to go and worship because there was no Jewish temple in Philippi. You know, and you would think that in a big city like that, there would be a Jewish temple, but there wasn't. That shows how few Jews were in this city. So it says that they went to the riverside to pray with the few Jews that were in the city. And so they sat down and started speaking to the women who had come together. So it says that there was actually quite a few women who had joined in on this this Sabbath day of prayer. Paul and the team start ministering and speaking to the women who came to listen. And there was a woman there. Her name was Lydia. She was a seller of purple. So she was a Gentile woman who was likely very rich. And she was from the city of Thyatira, which I looked to this city up to talk to you guys about it. And this was where the Mediterranean purple color was like made back in these ancient days. And I actually shockingly know how it's how it's done because I watched a documentary on it like a year ago and I I didn't forget it because I thought it was really strange how they do it. They like gather these these like sea snails, a very specific type of sea snail in that region. And they like boil the snail like the snail's dead. Obviously, they boil the snail. And after a while, the snail's skin or something produces this purple dye. And it's a very difficult process because if anything goes slightly wrong in it, it can turn a different color. It can turn like pink or blue or something. You want to get that like nice, deep purple color, which is very hard to achieve. So back in these days, you know, purple was extremely rare because of the arduous process of gathering the snails and doing the whole boiling process or whatever and and extracting the color. It was an arduous process. So Lydia, who was a seller of purple, likely had a business in Thyatira and lived in Philippi. And maybe she gained her money from doing that business before, or maybe it was like a family run business, or maybe she even ran it from Philippi. Maybe the business would send her the purple after it was done and she would sell it in Philippi. I don't know, but Lydia was the seller of purple. And so she likely was very rich also because of this. So she was actually at this meeting and she worshiped God as well. So even though she was a Gentile woman, she still had a heart for God. She still worshiped Yahweh, but she didn't know about Jesus yet. So she's hearing Paul's words and her heart is just being opened. Like she's listening and understanding the words that Paul is speaking. And she's just like, yes, this makes sense. Like Jesus died for my sins. And she ends up becoming baptized along with her family. Her entire household was baptized. And I don't know if she was married or not, but she gets baptized. And so she becomes the first convert that we know of in 
this area of Greece. She was the first Gentile convert in this area, which is very amazing because none of us have really any clue how this could have affected Paul's ministry moving forward, like specifically Lydia becoming a Christian very, very early on. She had a lot of influence. She was likely very rich. She likely knew a lot of rich people just because of the business she was a part of. And now she's a Christian. So you never know how the domino effect happened with Lydia specifically becoming a Christian here. Like the the gospel message could have just taken off like wildfire. But anyway, so she, she becomes saved. She gets baptized with her entire household. And so she begs Paul and the team. She says, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and stay. So she persuaded us. So she opened up her home immediately to have the entire gang stay at her house. And that is where Paul ended up staying for the majority of his stay here, from my understanding. At least in this entire chapter, that is where he stayed, was Lydia's house. So what we can learn from this episode, when God shuts doors, you know, and even if you don't understand why he's shutting doors, maybe you've had like a plan your entire life to do something and God just shuts those doors and leads you somewhere else. And you're just like, I don't understand why I'm being led in this direction when this other direction seemed just as good. God understands why Paul really wanted to go to to Turkey. And God said, no, you're needed over here in Europe. And look how it starts out already. Just have faith, you know, when God is leading you somewhere else, even if it doesn't seem like it makes sense to you, just have faith that God truly understands what you are called to do and what you should be doing. Alrighty, faithful listeners, don't forget to tune in on Sunday for the Christmas special that airs at midnight. Technically, it's on Monday at midnight in the morning. <laughs> But Sunday evening, December 24th at midnight, I will be airing the Bible Explained podcast Christmas special. Okay, I do this every year and I always enjoy it. So I hope you guys stay tuned for that and enjoy that. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you all tomorrow for an episode out of the Old Testament. And until then, happy listening and God bless.